0: Hey everybody, Caleb here. I just wanted to say a few things before we started this episode. First up, this episode is very not safe for work. If you know the person I'm interviewing, that should not come as a surprise to you. If you don't, I'd probably Google them before deciding this is an episode you want to listen to. Secondly, this was initially Patreon-only content, but since we weren't able to get our Christmas episode out in time, we thought this might be a good way to get something for everybody in its place. On that note, we still have Patreon-exclusive content coming up in the next few days. If you liked our most previous episode we did with Ed, uh, we have more with him coming out later this week. And, you know, our Patreon audience is growing very quickly, and for that we're definitely grateful. Um, In the coming months, we plan to grow the show by adding a full-time producer, upgrading some outdated equipment, hiring a graphic designer, and some other odds and ends. So if you like what we're doing and want to help us out, the best way to do that is to go to patreon.com forward slash westernkabuki. Thank you so much. On behalf of the Western Kabuki Podcast, uh, thank you for joining us, The CyberSmith. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Glad to be here. Tucking into the pasta bake I just made, uploaded the image to Twitter, just about to upload it to Tumblr as well. Okay,
0: well, why don't we start off with a little bit about you and your history being, I guess, on Twitter and, I guess, more broadly, the internet as a whole.
1: Um... Well, I was born in 1995, so I never really mm-hmm. predated the internet, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't really start using it very much until I was, I'd say, about 10, um, when I discovered something of a passion for computing. Um, I guess you could argue I rose to, well, prominence might be the, the best term, um, probably sometime after I joined university. Infinity. Uh the first few years of university, I think it may have even been as late as 2016 or 2015, but I had had some slightly viral things on Facebook um, in as early as uh, 2014, 2015. Um, Ironically, I can't access that now because Facebook's password recovery method is just awful. Um, And I used a university password, I used a university email. Uh, for that so they can't email a password recovery link Mm -hmm. and there's no way to speak to an actual human which is frustrating but Mm -hmm. um but no no uh i'd say it was about 2016 where um i became uh known for my thoughts online which
0: uh yeah which which thoughts specifically made you go viral
1: Um, I'd say initially on Tumblr, it was on on Facebook, it was partly um, political discussions uh, of issues on the day, on the issues of the day. Um, On Tumblr, uh, it was uh, more my discussions over vegans and veganism. Mm -hmm. Um, I I disagreed with a lot of vegans. so you know, it has been a few things uh, of course i've I've lost that initial Tumblr account that was deleted so i've i've now I'm now the dash cybersmith uh, mm. on Tumblr. Was
0: Absolutely. it deleted or were you suspended?
1: Is that not the same thing? It's not like you can act suspended accounts aren't archived on Tumblr mm. you can't okay. look through their original posts. so when an account is suspended, the staff deletes it okay um
0: now, you talked about a lot about political debates and specifically anti-vegan things, but I think the thing that most people might know you for is the human pet post. Um, now, you've said in my research pretty extensively that that initial post was taken out of context. Uh, do you want to correct the record on the human pet post?
1: Yes, the original context um, was part of a, a broader series of debates that have been happening on Tumblr uh, that w- uh that related to public decency law um okay. there'd been a recently circulated image of uh i think it was someone walking their their significant other around or on uh we'd call it a lead here in the uk i think in the us they you, you guys call them a leash but yes and there was yeah. a whole debate over that and there were other posts around the same time some of which i'd participated in stating and um, stating whilst i understand this makes people uncomfortable I don't think you could realistically make a law against it that wouldn't ban a whole lot of other activity you don't want to be banned. This is the difficulty. You can't just make a knee-jerk, I don't like this, therefore it should be banned. Essentially, <coughs> laws work uh, in the same way Immanuel Kant's categorical imperative works. You set a precedent, and that makes a whole category of things illegal. You can't ever make just one action illegal. You make a category of action illegal. Don't know and I argument that there works. is no definition you can apply that is going to exclude just this one thing. Okay. Now, that debate... Well, around the time that debate was happening, someone else had um, posted, I think it was Uncle Father who was still on there, had um, had posted uh, that, uh, that friend. It was, a, uh, it was, I was kind of known at the time, I'd taken some images of myself wearing, um, wearing a bowler hat. So people sometimes knew me for that. Um, I have seen the bowler uh, hat. Yes. And someone uh, at that time uploaded a post where, oh, uh my man friend wears a fedora and takes me on a uh, on a walk on a lead. And it was that was the post that someone tagged me in that in the comments of that. I think that person is long since gone, so their comment will be long since gone because of how Tumblr handles comments. Um was so, your
0: uh was your defense of the human pet situation? No
1: now let's get the full context. Now my response to that was A, you'll that's why uh, if you see the entire thing you'll see my comment, it's uh, it's a bowler hat, not a fedora, because... <clears throat> Very important uh, that was a my distinction. And then, my argument was then, and this is why I say this gets taken out of context, because it ignores the previous posts that had been made and the general discourse on Twitter at that time, tu- on Tumblr at that time, about this topic, where one of the major sources of consternation was, can laws be made against this? So... My argument was, A, existing laws don't don't fit this, and B, new law, and B, any new law you could make would have this problem. So I was assuming that anyone reading this post would have that context. I was not expecting the post to be screenshotted and cut and pasted and so, taken out of context. That So it was in that context that my comments were made.
0: It was not born out of any personal proclivity towards human pets or the desire to own a human pet.
1: Well, that's entirely separate. That would be, you Mm -hmm. know, you you address the argument, not the person making it. Whether Mm -hmm. I do or don't want a human pet is actually irrelevant to uh, the ideological point being made. Um, Do you want to own a human pet? As I said, irrelevant. Um, (laughs) I mean, kind of relevant, kind of, a little... A modicum really, of relevance. Because if you if you look at the, the question at hand, it was, should that be allowed? And my question is, how would you disallow that in a way that isn't just sweepingly authoritarian? I don't think you can. Okay, fair
0: enough. As a non-sequitur follow-up, uh, would you ever consider owning a human pet? Is that an interest?
1: Um, where I currently live, no. I don't really have the, the space for one. Okay, fair. Um... And the last job I had, I wouldn't really have the time for it. So trying to find a new job that's um, that's partial, that's remote or partial remote. So maybe that'll give me the time for it. But you you need a lot of time for that, and a lot of space too.
0: Can I ask? And feel free to um, be guarded about this because you don't want to dox yourself. But what uh, what industry, what type of, of line of work are you in?
1: Well, I'm. Um, well, that, that's not really a secret. I'm a software developer. Uh, I also <laughs> work as um as a tutor sometimes. The cybersmith. That's why I use that name. Okay. Uh, you've gotten
0: into a little bit of your political beliefs, but how if if you had to describe yourself with a, an ism or an eology, what how would you describe your politics?
1: Reactionary libertarian monarchism.
0: Reactionary okay. libertarian monarchism. Okay, uh, why don't you expound on that a little bit?
1: Sadly, um, I would say that on the whole, the governments that govern best govern least. Um. I'm an advocate of what you might call the Night Watchman State, uh, which I think was, ironically, best exemplified by the British Empire. Um, and you don't think that they were governing too much,
0: the British Empire and other countries specifically?
1: No, th- I believe that when they did intervene... Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was answering a question someone asked me about my diet on Twitter. You're fine. I can uh, I can clip it, edit it. You're
0: fine. If you want to start over,
1: no, 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 no it's fine. We can we can go over this. Just have to type out a response. Um,
0: <laughs> I understand the urge.
1: Uh, so yes. Uh, I would argue that the British Empire was a perfectly good example of a night watchman state. When did it intervene in regular events in the economy? Well, I would say it interfered in the economy very little. It interfered in regular events when it banned the burning of widows in India, when it eliminated the human sacrifice cult, the thuggy in India. But I'd say that falls squarely within the realm of protecting individual rights. And I would say throughout history, generally, it's been monarchic, militarized governments that have been best at protecting individual human rights. They have they have done best at that. It has not been you know, anarcho-socialist communes that have done a good job of protecting human rights. Mm-hmm. It's been militarized, monarchic governments that have been administrated by aristocrats. They have been the ones that have done the best job of, of protecting human rights.
0: You think that the human rights of the people in, say, for the sake of your argument earlier, India, were their human rights protected very well by the British Empire?
1: Yes, absolutely they were. Mm -hmm. Their human rights not to be murdered by the thuggy, their human rights not to be burned alive after their spouses had passed away. I'd say their human rights were very well protected in that respect. Mm -hmm. And let's think about the human rights of people traveling across the Atlantic Ocean in slave ships i'd say the british empire did a better job than anyone has of protecting their human rights not to be uh exchanged as chattel uh we have more slavery in the world now than we did at the height of the british empire even adjusting for population size we do uh do you think that
0: there is a through line between i guess is what you would describe as a Correct me if I'm a reactionary libertarian monarch and wanting to own a human pet. Is there a
1: relationship there? I don't see how that's in the least bit relevant. Again, the argument fundamentally came up uh, because because if you understand how laws work, you understand that laws are precedents. Laws address categories of behavior, not specific instances. The whole question about the human pet discourse was can you ban this from the public and my response was no you can't at least not without banning a whole category of other things as well okay it it was the fact that a lot of uh, of leftoids on on Tumblr and later on Twitter did not understand how laws work. Laws cannot simply eliminate a specific action you disagree with. Laws can only eliminate categories of action Hey. Okay. what does the term wokeness mean to you? Um, I'd say it is. Um, I'd say it is best defined as a political and perhaps also philosophical trend. Um, and really, it is the the most recent outgrowth of the uh, Marxist critical theory initiated by the Frankfurt School, in which systems are analysed. Uh, A in an explicitly destructive and uh, condemnatory way, but primarily done so on the basis of uh, identarianism. It is an identarian uh, analysis. It is the identarian version of uh, cultural Marxist critical theory uh, initiated by the Frankfurt School. And of course, wokeness has specific. Um, it has specific outgrowths, uh, or rather. I'd say perhaps it is a manifestation of multiple threads. You you could argue that feminism is a form of it, um, but then feminism really predated what we call wokeness. So did critical race theory um, and a number of others. So I suppose you could say it's what happened when all these identarian cultural Marxist threads uh, intertwine. Uh, there was a point where the leftoids called it anti hierarchyism um, with this principle of hierarchy being uh, the sum total of the things they didn't like. Uh, they've also called it cis-heteropatriarchy or white supremacist cis-heteropatriarchy, but that was all too complex to say, so they just started calling it wokeness. Mm. So wokeness is what happens when you take these multiple divergent threads of left-wing cultural Marxism, uh, identitarian that are identarian in nature, and then you weave them back together into a single ideology. You
0: mentioned the Frankfurt School. Have you read much Adorno or Horkheimer, Walter Benjamin, any Marcuse? What specifically are you responding to there in those writings? Sorry, what? Have you read much, say, Adorno or Horkheimer in the Frankfurt School?
1: Oh, hell no. No one's got time for that.
0: But you just spent about 90 seconds, I'd say, responding to them, and you've not read them.
1: If there were, say, a giant tsunami about to sweep away your house, if you lived in some small coastal village, would you feel qualified to condemn the tsunami if you hadn't actually read um, a book on tidal mechanics or the analysis of uh, how fluids move under gravitational stress? Of course not. I don't need to understand the inner workings of these ideology to to know that they are harmful and dangerous to me. Do you expect gunshot victims to understand the principles of ballistics? No, but I certainly don't think that's a word for Well, this is an entirely unreasonable claim you've made. Mm Here is an ideology that is attacking our society and trying to undermine it. Why on earth should it be incumbent upon me to read the theory of the people who wrote it?
0: Because I think there's an argument that maybe these ideas are not attacking you. And if you've not read them, how would you know?
1: Because I have a Twitter account. Because I have a Tumblr account. Because I can see. Uh Because I have ears and eyes. Again, if there is a gigantic tsunami about to sweep away your little coastal village, you don't have to be an expert on the phases of the moon or tectonic plate activity to understand that it's a bad thing. That is, it's an entirely unreasonable claim for people to have had to read the theory of their enemies in order to uh, be able to condemn them. Let's move. We mentioned, we mentioned, well, we mentioned widow burning earlier. Well, you did. Let's take that that to its logical conclusion. Do you feel comfortable condemning, say, the ISIS members who were cutting people's heads off for religious reasons? Sure. How much Islamic theology have you read? Very little.
0: I studied religion in college for a little while, but not not too much.
1: Okay. Do you feel comfortable condemning the Albigensian Crusade that killed the Cathars?
0: <laughs> Buddy, we are going into uh, far left field. I was just asking, kind of a, as a background. No, I don't, I don't think believe.
1: we are. I think we are addressing the underlying concept that you're trying to address here. Can, what is that that you that you referenced earlier? Can I condemn the actions of an extremist ideological group without having read the writings of the people who formed the core of that philosophy? Now, I believe I can. I believe I am qualified to do that. And you, I think, believe that as well, because you are comfortable condemning uh, acts of religious murder without having read theological writings. You've never read the writings of Thomas Aquinar, but, or, wait, is the S, wow. the M silent? Nah, who cares. But you haven't read his writings, but you feel comfortable condemning the Albigensian crusade. You so, haven't read the writings of the early uh, Islamic scholars. You haven't read their theological texts. If I may jump but in. You feel comfortable condemning ISIS. Why on earth should I have to read uh, a bunch of Marxist drivel in order to be comfortable condemning the Marxist attempt to undermine my society?
0: Because I don't believe that the average person on Twitter or Tumblr has ever read Horkheimer or Adorno or anybody from the Frankfurt School.
1: Well, that makes, it, that makes actually understanding the text even more relevant. Clearly, their followers don't. Do you think that the people in black with the combat knives trying to cut the throats of kneeling detainees uh, in ISIS propaganda videos, do you think most of those people have read theological theory? significant Sign- number of them are illiterate. Do you think everyone who participated in the albert Crusade that killed the Cathars in uh, medieval France, do you think the majority of them had read the writings of Thomas Aquinar? The average person there couldn't even read Latin, and that was the only language they were likely to have Bibles in. They hadn't read any of their basic theory. So I think you are a- you are asking a very unreasonable demand. The people who are trying to undermine my society and destroy thousands of years of culture and plunge us into the Dark Ages, Those people haven't read the theory they're basing it off of. Why on earth should I have to? You are actually asking that I adhere to a higher intellectual level than the people with the blue hair and the pronouns who are trying to wreck society. Now, I don't have to understand their ideology better than they do in order to condemn it. That is an entirely unreasonable level of of scrutiny for me to have to live up to.
0: Well... Um I was making the assertion that maybe that is not their ideology. But that's not really too much what I wanted to talk to you about. So if you want to move on, we can.
1: We can move on. Uh just I think you're you're applying an isolated well, demand for this, rigor. This really wasn't supposed is, to be um, a debate. Very unfair of you.
0: I accept that. Let's see. Um What does what what's your take on the Twitter files?
1: Uh Again, I haven't read them, but I'm very angry about them. So what are you angry about? About the Twitter files. Well, what, what you just said.
0: But what about the Twitter files makes you angry?
1: It's the Twitter files. It's proof that the Illuminati was conspiring to silence right-wing voices, and they mm-hmm. denied having done so. The Illuminati being who, exactly? Being the Illuminati. Am I going to have to define every basic concept here? Yes. Okay, would... it's snowing outside. Do I have to... If I tell you it's snowing outside, which it is, or at least was recently, there is still snow outside. Do I have to describe to you how snowflakes work? The, uh, I think more people know... The structure that makes up the crystalline um, repeating unit that is at the basis of snow? Does every basic concept have to be defined? We all know what I say when I say what I mean when I say the Illuminati. I mean I the fucking Illuminati.
0: I don't think that people know who the Illuminati are or who is in the Illuminati. Who's in the Illuminati?
1: Well, we don't know all of them. That, that's kind of the point of a, a secret society. But um, let's see. George Soros, obviously. Oh, for sure. Um, probably most of the people Elon Musk fired from Twitter, at least the senior members mm, of them. Um, Keir Starmer. Who? Probably. Kay. Um Those Bilderberg people who go to the Bilderberg group. Um, yep. No, those those meetings in that secret yep. Bilderberg hotel. Yep. Um, hmm. Who else? Joe Biden?
0: Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, I believe I
1: believe that one. Probably that Carl Schwab guy from the World Economic Forum. Um, mm-hmm. All these people you sometimes see in um, writing articles uh, about how we should stop eating meat—them, probably, or at least the people who pay them. Uh, let's see. Most of the Chinese government. Why doesn't the, red, the Illuminati want us to? Red Chinese, meat? to be clear, red Chinese. Red Chinese. Okay. Why doesn't well, the? Uh, there are a few reasons. Uh, The main one being that they hate us, that they they hate the majority of people and they want us to suffer. Uh, One reason is their big, um, their big insistence on downgrowth. They want to downgrade the economy by several orders of magnitude. That will involve killing most people. Uh, But you see it in all of their writings. They want to essentially wind the clock back on. On human progress, take us back to. The productivity level we were at before the industrial revolution which is going to kill most of us uh you simply can't sustain a planet of eight billion people on uh on the kind of industrial output we had back then um so one reason is that they hate us uh, another reason is they want to control the major food sources that will give them more power Uh, They want us to switch over from how we currently produce our food into alternatives that they will be able to control, these new emergent sources. Uh, It's not just degrading and humiliating for us to have to eat insects. It's also a way for them to control it. They want to call the market on all of this. Um, (laughs) So they hate us us and they want us to eat bugs to humiliate us. And they want to control where our food comes from to make it easier to kill us.
0: Now, forgive me, I don't know how this works. Um, in... Look at the Netherlands.
1: Look at look at Holland. Uh, see what they're doing to the farmers there.
0: How about, uh, do you think that the, and again, the only, um, I guess, uh, comparative that I have is, is the average American. Does, do you think the average American has much control over how our food is grown and distributed?
1: Well, quite a few of you do, given that you work in them. Um, agricultural industry employs a lot of people in the USA.
0: You think that you know most of the people that are working in the fields are migrant workers that have very few rights and can be sent home uh, uh, or exploited if they don't even have a visa to work here. Do those people have much control?
1: Yes, if they stopped working, you'd stop getting your meat. Okay. Are the bugs going to go on strike when the Illuminati is... Hmm. Producing all of your food uh, in oh, a bit of raw onion. How did that get in there? Uh, Who knows? Is producing all of your food in massive bug grindy factories like oh. in Snowpiercer? Not not the uh, the the Snowpiercer TV series with the uh, the dreadlocks guy or the um, the original French uh, comic. I, I mean the film Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. well the t v series was okay um although w- weirdly enough the the uh the show also seems to imply that they they were using the bug bars for the um the the tail section it just kind of mentioned that and then brushed over it very quickly that was weird
0: well um Back to the Twitter files, I guess. Is there anything that you would like to see? Because uh, they've dropped them now and I believe, five parts. I've only read the first few. Is there anything no, you would like I, to see those covered? I...
1: No, I, I I, don't. The only, Its only value is as proof of what we already knew they were doing all along. All this has really changed is that they can't deny it now. I don't need to read them. I already know what they were doing. I've had, uh, at this point, I think... I've lost uh, three Twitter accounts. Um, one of them I had only for a couple of minutes. Uh, I think they traced through some form of metadata, possibly um, can't have been IP address because they use a dynamic IP address. It may have been something they'd, uh, it may have been some cookie they'd stuffed in the browser uh, of, my, um, uh, of my computer. So I did a complete scrub on that and then that's why I seem to have a stable one now. But I've lost. Uh, Two Twitter accounts before that one, and I've lost a Tumblr account. I've been banned from multiple Discords. We know that they're doing it. We have ev- The thing is, now the leftoids can't deny it. But there's no new information in there. There's just confirmation. What were you suspended for on Twitter? Um, according to them, it was uh, incitement. The initial account uh, was, according to them, was incitement to violence. Uh, for using the phrase die mad commies which doesn't actually incite violence or suggest that people should die it suggests that you should remain angry about this until you inevitably do die it is it is only um it does not wish death it merely acknowledges the inevitability of death remain mad forever is functionally remain mad until you die and that's what die mad commies means so that was their official statement but I think they were just angry because I was getting close to the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth being
0: that communists should die mad. Uh,
1: possibly that, possibly some other truth, just truth in general, capital truth T truth. truth. Now,
0: um, again, there's, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the fact that you have not read them. I'm just asking, is there anything that you would like leaked from any new drops of the Twitter files?
1: I'd like to see what's act- I I wouldn't read them, uh, because honestly, who's got the time? Uh, But I would like to see a drop of the actual conversations they have about making individual uh, blocking or banning decisions. To what extent is that automated, and to what extent is it a bunch of people with blue hair sitting around in a smoke-filled room making evil leftoid choices?
0: Well, those uh, what you're asking for has already been dropped. If you are interested in spending the time... Again, I'm
1: not going to read the bloody thing, so it's, it's a moot point.
0: Fair enough. You seem a little bit hostile about the Twitter files, even though they seem like something that you'd be interested in.
1: I am interested in them. I'm just not going to read the bloody things.
0: For the same reason you wouldn't read, essentially, the Frankfurt School authors.
1: Yeah. um, And also, I can't be bothered. But the point is, we've known what's in them for years. There really isn't very much in here that is new... Uh, and the only people denying what was in them, the only thing that has changed is that now even the most obtuse leftoids can't deny what was going on. But there's no really new information in there that wasn't blindingly obvious.
0: You talk a lot about philosophy. Who are some of your favorite philosophers? I think I've seen through some of your history that you uh, appreciate
1: Nietzsche. I've read some Nietzsche. I've, um... hmm. Well, I don't agree with a lot of the uh, of his conclusions. I've read quite a bit of Hitchens and um, uh, Richard Dawkins. Again, I've I've read a lot uh, a lot of his work. And while I I'd say I agree with some portion of what he says, I I believe he does a very good job of defending his arguments. I find his his writings to be very engaging. Is there any philosopher I'd agree with hundred percent? Probably not. But. Um, uh, I do admire uh, a lot of philosophers. And of course, a lot of them have their faults as well. We know Ayn Rand was never very good at brevity. Mm, Um, That's true. Schopenhauer was never good at making sense. What um, Nietzsche specifically,
0: what ideas of his or works specifically, and I'm bringing him up because um, that's maybe one philosopher that you and I may have read that we have in common. Um, What ideas of his do you find interesting or intriguing?
1: Hmm. Well, I'm currently working through um, some analysis of his, uh, uh, of his writings on morality. I'm reading the Consecration to Culture documents. Um, but what I found interesting uh, about, about his writings when I uh, initially came to him is that he's not... His analysis of right and wrong, his analysis of what, um, of what counts as good is not so much prohibitive um, and I think a lot of a lot of writing, particularly a lot of the more recent, um, uh, when I say recent, we're talking the last 500 years or so, um, but honestly, I think even if you go back to the early Christian philosophers, uh, a lot of Occidental ph- uh, philosophy has been prohibitive. Bad things are defined uh, not just deontologically, but deontologically in terms of what you may not do. You may not do this, you may not do that. And even Kant's categorical imperative is usually framed in terms of things you can't do. Well, Nietzsche's uh, morality was I refreshing think... to me because I think it was more positive. It was saying, the best morality is the thing that inspires this, that, that leads to greatness, that leads to action.
0: The will to, to power.
1: Precisely, it's a positivist morality rather than a prohibitivist morality. It's saying, you should do this, to, you should do X, to produce Y, not you should avoid doing X so that you can avoid Y. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was less prohibitivist, and I think that was quite refreshing. Um, not to get back into the Twitter files
0: necessarily, but Twitter in particular has kind of been a little bit of how you've reached your rise to infamy. Um, to that end, I had crowdsourced a few questions that some people who have followed you wanted me to ask um
1: okay
0: in 2019 you were in a debate where you um took the position that the sun orbits the earth and nobody ever followed up with you on that is that something that you still believe
1: no i didn't when did i ever say that
0: uh sometime in
1: 2019 let me get the specifics you have a screenshot or an archive link or do you have someone claiming that i said that
0: i have a screenshot
1: okay, and th- this is the problem with leftwood there's there's never any demand for evidence. there's look, sources don't exist to be read. Sources exist to act as confirmation for what we already knew that their only value is in uh is in proving or endorsing an argument as to provide evidence for it. You guys don't even go for that. You have no evidence I ever said that. Someone claimed I said it. You're complaining about my refusal to go and read evidence. You're accusing me of making a claim on the basis that someone else claimed I said it.
0: I was giving you a chance to you, correct you understand there, this is
1: it. What record? This well, is entirely... This, entire, is, this is, I... is my argument. Everything that the left claims is total hearsay. Everything that's said about me is total hearsay. Did this person say that? I don't know, but I have a screenshot, except I don't, of someone who supposedly said he claimed that, except they probably didn't
0: it's a screenshot for i've found Mike, it by the way Mike.
1: okay please post it
0: uh sure it's a sc- well i don't think it's worth it because i don't think you're gonna like no, it No, please,
1: sc- please please post it on the, on the in the server
0: sure. me. well it's a screenshot of a chat of somebody talking about it so it's not a screenshot of you
1: okay no please post it no, go on, let's, let's actually hear the claim
0: okay give me one second okay
1: it is posted Okay, so this isn't even a screenshot of a claim someone made publicly. This is a screenshot of, I think, a DM. Mm
0: -hmm, Correct.
1: Sun orbits the Earth. An argument about Palestine. I don't recall uh, an argument about... Sure, Palestine came up in an argument in in 2019, but I don't think I ever said I believe in geocentric theory. So you do not believe in geocentric theory? What I may have said, because this is actually true... Is that the statement that the Earth orbits the Sun is if we ignore measurements is exact? So I think I do remember what this is about actually. I think it was an argument about measurements. So someone was making the claim that specific measurements weren't relevant. Now, I said, if we ignore specific measurements, the argument that the Earth orbits the Sun is exactly as wrong as the argument that the Sun orbits the Earth. Why? Because technically, the Earth and the Sun both orbit what is called a shared barycenter. And this is because the Earth's mass is a lot smaller than the Sun, but the Earth's mass is not zero. So technically, the Sun and the Earth are both in an orbital pattern of a space between the two of them and of course because this is not a two-body problem you've also got to take into account Jupiter and Mars and Saturn and all the other planets in our solar system and technically the center of the galaxy pulls this barycenter a little bit as well. Now if we ignore measurements and quantities we would say that yes those are both wrong statements. The Earth and the Sun both orbit a shared barycenter um, and therefore the claim that the Earth orbits the Sun is wrong in the same way that the claim the sun orbits the earth is wrong however when we look at measurements and amounts we can see that while those statements are both wrong one of them is a lot closer to being right and that's because the absolute center of the sun or the center of mass of the sun is a lot closer to the earth and the sun's shared barycenter than the center of the earth is so, the statement that the Earth orbits the Sun is very, very close to being correct, even though it is technically, in absolute terms, wrong. Okay. So, this um, is an argument essentially in favour of rounding up. And we round up for the sake of simplicity, because it is easier to say that the Earth orbits the Sun than to say the Sun and the Earth orbit a shared barycentre, and the Earth orbits the Sun is almost as correct. It is very close to being as correct as that. So I actually do remember what that is about.
0: Moving on to another question. Um, how would you describe the relationship that you have, relationships, plural, that you have with other Twitter users? You are um, in a unique position from an outsider looking in in that you um, interact with, many trans women but your politics are typically uh, ideologically opposite how would you describe those relationships
1: well typically ideologically opposite could you elaborate on what you mean by that
0: yeah many of the um people that i've seen some of uh our mutual followers on twitter they would be leftists communists you are uh have made it very clear that you are staunchly anti-communist and you seem to have ongoing relationships with many of these people.
1: Yes, that's true. Although I also follow Blair White, who isn't a communist, but is a transgender woman. Um, so I think it would be... I also follow a great number of cisgender people who are uh, at various points on the overall political map. Um so I, w- I would rather say that I am willing to follow and be followed by people uh, of a variety of political alignments.
0: You seem to interact with the trans women specifically quite a bit. Um, you have uh Saeko, I believe is how you found my Twitter thread initially. Uh,
1: yes, I believe so. Possibly. Yes. Um... Was she? No, I found her commenting on it, but I, I think I came across it um, some other way. Twitter's recommendation system is actually pretty good. I think it actually it actually recommended you, and then I looked at you and I saw that she'd commented on one of your posts.
0: That's interesting because you don't follow me back.
1: A lot of your content isn't very interesting to me. Okay. So, for example, eighteen hours ago, you endorsed stealing Bibles from hotels.
0: True, I did. The Bibles in hotels are free.
1: Well, they're free, yes. In that technically, so is the soap in hotels. So are the bed sheets if you've got enough room in your suitcase. Mm So are the coat hangers. So are the coat hangers, honestly. Anything in a hotel room is free if you can get it from the hotel room down to the door in the foyer without being searched. Everything in a hotel room is free by that standard.
0: Well, I don't think they want you to use the soap and give it back.
1: I'm pretty sure they don't want you to leave with the Bible, but they aren't going to stop you from doing so by that standard the the linens are free, the furniture is free. If you come in with a screwdriver, disassemble it, flat pack that stuff. you could probably make a profit if you went with a large open suitcase from hotel room to hotel room, you know stay the minimum amount of time, take all of the furnishings, pack them up and and leave with them. You could probably make a profit staying at hotels if if you if you, if you find the right second hand buyer,
0: no. You are a libertarian, so maybe you and I could start a business together wherein I procure objects from hotel rooms and then I ship them to you to sell to overseas clients. I don't think
1: this is moral, though, which is my point. Mm -hmm. Your argument is that the hotel does not have an enforcement mechanism to punish you for taking something, ergo it is free. By that definition of free, a large number of things are free. Your definition of free is anything that you can't be punished for taking is free.
0: Brass tax, do you want to start a business with me today? No. Okay. Do you think that the law is the best source of morality?
1: The best source of morality? Which law? Wh- which law? Common law? common law or
0: the law of your country, your governing municipality? No. What is the best measurement of morality? Is it religion? Is it law? Is it... What is it?
1: Well, which religion? Which law? You're speaking in very, very broad terms. In fact, you're using law as a singular, the law of which country at which point in time. Well,
0: I'm. At, first of all, I'm not saying. I'm asking.
1: Well, that's going to have to vary from individual to individual, isn't it? Because different individuals live under different legal systems mm-hmm. do you think the law is the same everywhere is it then
0: sometimes moral to break the law
1: hmm. Hmm. that would vary a great deal i'm going to say generally speaking no there's edge cases maybe but there's edge cases for all sorts of things
0: Okay, so if a prisoner overseas needs a Bible and I can procure it for this prisoner, is is that moral for me to take that? Sell it for a profit that we can split, you and I, and then the prisoner gets the Bible, everybody's happy.
1: The hotel you pinched it from isn't happy. The next person who wants to stay at that hotel isn't happy.
0: But we're happy, our employees are happy, the prisoner is happy, the prison is happy.
1: Sure. You, if if you cut out the, the victim from your moral reasoning, you can justify virtually anything. Mm-hmm. Any well, action could be justified if we eliminate the victim from our moral calculus.
0: Do you believe the... Uh, I believe it was Spock who said the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Uh,
1: it was Spock, and uh, no. You disagree with Spock? Wow. Okay. For one thing, I don't think it's always uh, easy to actually calculate a need. Who decides what is a need? We can reasonably calculate desires if we assume that people's actions are indicative of their desires, or we can ask them and assume that they'll tell us the truth. But there is no reliable way to determine a need.
0: Fair enough. Uh, I have another crowdsourced, uh, I, also I just really quickly, I do want to be respectful of your time. I said it was going to be 30 minutes and we're going over. Are we okay to keep uh, no, going? Mate,
1: mate, you want, you want to go for another, let's say, let's call it 48 minutes. so I can get to bed at 10. Yeah, let's do it.
0: I think I have. I don't think I have that many more questions, but I do have a few more, and I'd like to be respectful of your time. Okay, your last you.
1: question wasn't a question; it was a completely unsourced uh, claim someone made against me that turned out to be incorrect.
0: Well, because you cut me off, I was going to say if somebody said this. Would you like to respond? My would the would you like to respond would be my question. Okay. Uh, I also had another person tell me that I should ask you about phrenology. All right.
1: What do you want to ask me about phrenology?
0: What is your opinion on it? Is it good? Is it effective?
1: Uh, effective at doing what? At making judgments about people's behavior and personality traits? Yes. To some extent, uh, I'd say it's more, I'd say it's probably closer to accurate than a lot of things uh, that are more commonly used, like, say, astrology.
0: Um, what about intelligence? Can you measure someone's intelligence by the shape of their skull?
1: To within, with some margin for error, probably to within a very broad amount. For example, if you were to examine someone's skull and find a large gaping hole inside of it, reach in and find the interior completely empty, you could probably approximate that person's IQ to zero. And also life functions.
0: Do you believe that there are trends by which you can examine, say, races of people, genders with different skull
1: shapes? and they're thus... Um, uh, yes, of course you can. Mm-hmm. What do you and mean then, can we judge people's genders and races by... Color? That's literally how archaeologists do it.
0: Now, let me finish. By those metrics, can you measure someone's intelligence?
1: Hmm. Possibly. Again, I'd need to read up on the literature and can't bother to do so. But you could probably make very general claims. We have more accurate methods of testing... But if you had nothing but someone's skull, say, you're an archaeologist, and that's the only remaining source you have uh, is the initial skull, it's better than just a wild guess, I suppose. And unlike, unlike a lot of these uh, methods, they were created when we had limited tools, limited means of analysis and understanding, and they were gradually supplanted as we got better and better methods. The, the only time phrenology is used now is when skulls are literally the only thing we have to go off of.
0: The next question I was uh, I crowdsourced was uh, the Twitter user Samoid. I think they go by the name August that you are uh, familiar with.
1: I am familiar with this person.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you have repeatedly made the claim that this person is italian-american and not vietnamese and i have a screenshot i have made
1: the claim that this person is not vietnamese yes whether this person is italian-american is debated.
0: It. and it originally vietnamese. you made that claim because they were wearing a pizza hut shirt
1: i stated it was a possibility it's a possibility and others agreed it was a possibility it and i'm not entirely sure it was that person wearing the shirt um that person is known to keep uh an italian american teenager um as uh, a model for images so they
0: they pay that's known that this uh august Samoyed uses a, a model for photos that is not them
1: yes an italian american teenager that much has been admitted to
0: uh now what is your how would you describe your relationship with with this person you are adversarial uh, or friends
1: it might be possible to find the evidence through archives but i believe that was the old uh, samyed Core account that has since been deleted
0: and would you describe this person as a friend or an enemy or uh, how would you describe your relationship with this person
1: nemesis respectfully
0: would you say that you have that same kind of respectful nemesis um, relationship with others on Twitter? Uh,
1: yes, there were a
0: few. Palomancer mm-hmm. 1, perhaps. hmm Yeah, okay. Um, now, I would like to ask you a question, and I may not have all the facts right, so forgive me, but I believe it was... Um, suggested by you that a way for trans women to pay for gender-affirming surgery would be to hook them into uh, milk machines. Would you like to expound on that?
1: Uh, hook them into was a suggestion. Um, after some more logistical analysis, uh, the suggestion ultimately concluded this wouldn't really be economically viable, so...
0: You ran the numbers on this.
1: Yeah, you're just not going to be able to generate enough uh, value for a week. you uh-huh. Even if it took the rest of that person's effective, healthy adult life, it would be unlikely to work. Even if they, they kept producing milk until they retired, no one transgender woman is going to be able to, um, uh top it, you'd either need uh, the surgery and hormones and all to get a lot cheaper, or you'd need milk to be worth considerably more. Like this milk would have to retail... Uh, four, five times the value per liter of uh, ordinary cow's milk uh, for it to be worth it, and even then the overheads would have to be really low. I'm not sure how you'd. Um, yeah, you know, this this program would struggle to pay for itself, let alone generate any kind of um, of profit. So, it probably isn't viable. Um. Okay.
0: While we ra- thank you for your time, but while we wrap this up, is there anything that you would like to promote? Your Twitter, other websites, projects you've got going on that you'd like to plug?
1: I am still on Tumblr. People tend to forget I am still on Tumblr.
0: And what we are your what kind of stuff do you do stick. on Tumblr?
1: Tumblr. Well, uh, posting and reposting and liking would be the main things. That's how mm-hmm. Tumblr works. Mm-hmm.
0: What uh, what genres of content would you say you'd find on your Tumblr?
1: I'm not really a fan of the idea of genre. I use a a fairly robust tagging system, so you'll find uh, philosophical debates, you'll find posts about Star Wars, you'll find all sorts of things, and the tagging system should help you get through it quite easily.
0: Any uh, closing comments or anything else you'd like before we close this out?
1: Uh, If you've got no other claims you'd like me to address, no, I I think we're, um, we're done. Well, uh, CyberSmith,
0: thank you for your time. Um, The episode will launch probably this week. This interview will probably be a few days after the main episode. In the meantime, and I'll DM this to you, but we will have a um, voicemail number if you ever want to get in touch with anything that you've seen any of us post or if you, I don't think that you will based on our conversation, anything that if you listen to the show and want to check in, feel free. Uh, Would love to hear from you again. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Uh, I'd say this is probably the the least interesting podcast I've been on, but okay. (laughs) Bye.
0: All right, man. Uh, See you around.